Welcome to another episode of Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. I'm Ty Turley. And, um, Reed, are you, uh, are you, are you, uh, getting bundled up for the winter? It has taken a turn for the cold. It's not, not great. Um, you should just make sure, yeah, you stay warm at night so you don't get sick. Good advice, generally. Do you have warm socks? What? What is happening? <laughs> Do you have warm socks? Answer the question. Booties. So- Do I have booties? No, no booties. Oh, okay. Oh, you're doing some Christmas planning? Yeah, we're. This, I'm using the podcast to reveal truths that will help me later. I bought your Christmas present last night. <gasps> Truly. Okay. And this is a spoiler-free podcast, so I'm not telling you what it is. <laughs> this is not a spoiler-free podcast. Well, it's a present spoiler-free podcast. <laughs> okay. Oh, it is starting to feel like Christmas time. Uh, all right, we're going to be talking about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, but Ty, before we get to that... Wait, do we have to do the arm thing every time we say it? What arm thing? Uh, the cross. Uh. <laughs> oh, um, no, we don't. But okay. It's not a visual medium. <laughs> we're not. We're not doing it, guys. Sorry. Uh, before we get to that, though, Ty, do you have... Uh, movie with a favorite young genius because this movie had two young geniuses yeah well what's what's yours reed <laughs> oh uh yeah happy to happy to go first here um i I know, I know people don't like this movie i know you don't like this movie but i really like finding forrester and the kid that's like a good writer <laughs> and he plays basketball but i think he qualifies as a young genius okay well, that's fine. I'll accept it because mine's tenuous as well. The one that came to my mind was Karate Kid. Is he a, is he a genius? A karate genius? He's not a genius, but he does win. He's not nice. a prodigy. Is he a prodigy? It's He's hard not to even, say. Not, not a prodigy. He's say. not even that good? I mean, yeah. How competitive is the West Valley Karate Championship in Southern California in 1985? I'll, I'll be honest, I think you're right, and yet I'm still sticking with that one, because he is young. That works. I'm, I'm happy for, for that choice. What? Who did you reject for Young Geniuses? Well, it was that, or I thought of the baby who's not Yoda, but the baby in Mandalorian. Grogu. Yep, he's yeah. a prodigy. That is true. He is a prodigy, or, or is, he a norm, is that normal for those things? I don't think they're all... Jedi, like I think Yoda's a Jedi and Grogu is a Jedi, but not okay. every of that, everything, not every version of that species is a Jedi, I don't think. What is that species? You don't know? Uh, I'm shocked. Take my nerd card away, I guess. That's why, that's why they call him Baby Yoda, because they don't know what to call him. Interesting. I actually think that, that is true. That is true. It's got to be true. Yeah. I feel like that's an oversight. No, it's like an air of mystery. Well, but everyone else, if you had an animal or whatever, a being, you would you would name the species. Like everyone else would know what that species was. It's not like everyone would be like, uh-huh, we're not going to say that one. I guess. Right? Uh, you, I mean, let's take it up with George Lucas. Like what's going on here, bro? Well, Favreau could have fixed it. Okay, whatever. Yeah. That, yeah. Kathleen Kennedy, come on now. I haven't trusted her since Rogue One. I've, oh, wait. Are you – okay. We have to talk about Black Panther, but we, – Well, we don't have to. Did you see – Are you, you not watching the, Andor? 
I'm not yet. I'm sorry. Hi. I'm sorry. I will. I don't have Disney Plus, dude. I don't have Disney Plus. Okay, you want to share the can... password? Yes, I'm happy to. I mean, um, no, I'm, no, I'm not Disney. Yeah, <laughs> we wouldn't do that. Um, speaking of that, though, sort of that. Did you see when I saw Black Panther? It had the Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Manium trailer. Did mm-hmm. you see the trailer for that? I did. It's freaking Star Wars. <laughs> you think they just they just stole it's Star Wars? The tone and the production design of Star Wars. Yes. Interesting. Well, I mean. Uh, I don't know if the Star Wars movies have been great lately, but I think that can only improve it because the Marvel movies haven't been great either. Yeah, just put them both together. Yeah, yeah. watch it. Watch it again. It's freaking Star Wars. Okay. I, I was shocked. Yeah. Maybe the Jedi are just mutants from a galaxy far, far away. Exactly. Oh my gosh! You know that movie's going to come in twenty thirty-five. That crossover event. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right, time for Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. I don't think this movie really tied into other Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, though, right? Like, there weren't a lot of crossover characters, or they didn't talk about Thanos, or, you know, who what's going on outside of Wakanda. I thought this was a pretty localized story. Yes, that's true. Which I thought was good. I, I feel like they it's, like, too hard to keep all the threads connected in the Marvel Universe at this point. Yes. I mean, yeah. I would have argued even earlier. The, the returns were diminishing. <laughs> yes, for sure. It's annoying if you're not a huge super fan who keeps track of that stuff. Because then it adds a layer of, oh, wait, I have to remember what? Like, just why do that? Just anyway, the story should be good on its own. Yeah. Well, I, could, had- I couldn't even remember the first uh, Black Panther well enough to understand what was going on. Yeah, well, and he's been in several movies since then. Like, there have been developments in Wakanda, but... I was surprised that, like, in this story, Lupita Nyong'o's character hadn't been there for five years. Like, I, I don't remember them setting that up at all. Which means, I, or I thought it was six years, so, like, she left five years before he died. Yes. Sorry, yes. But we don't know why, right? Oh, well, did you stay for the after credit scene? Yes. I, I guess it's because she got pregnant with his baby and they, they wanted him to be raised outside of Wakanda? That's insane. That's insane. No no rational couple is like, we want our baby to be raised in a different environment so much that we're going to break up even though we're in love. Of, yeah. We want, that's, that's just is ridiculous. I agree. Not good. But well, also, like, what? it doesn't serve the story at all. Like, it's, it's this after credit scene that does nothing. I mean, is that kid going to be in future Marvel movies? Like, what does that set up or do? Yeah, he's the, it means there's a future male Black Panther again. Yeah. But um, why not... Yeah, why not have it be where he died not knowing he was having a son, rather than this crazy thing that he died and decided to have his son never around him? Yeah, it's like pretty sad for the son. Very sad for the son. I mean, also, this movie had a- also just I mean, any any king would want their kid to grow up being prepared to be king. It's just in history, in real life, you would never see that. You everyone would be like, okay, we got to you got to start. Thinking about it right now, I could die at any time. You got to be ready. Let's make sure you're training. Let's make sure you're. I mean, yeah, they, they have the line saying like he didn't want him to grow up with the pressures of the throne, but then he's like, "Who?" I mean, I do like this thing that there was a callback to the first Black Panther, like when they say, like, "Who are you?" and then people say like their name and their father's name. But he's like, "I'm Prince T'Challa, son of King T'Challa." So it's like, 
you are raising him with that expectation that he's royalty. Yeah. Even if it's in Haiti. I mean, this movie, I think, did had a tough, I mean, just a tough thing to set up with this real life tragedy of Chadwick Boseman passing away and then having to continue a story where, you know, if he was still alive, it would have just been him as the lead. Like, this wasn't the intended plan of the story. So that's just a really tough thing to be up against. And then, you know, trying to hit that funeral scene before the opening credits and like just doing stuff to honor Chadwick Boseman through the movie, I think was challenging, but I don't know, takes away from the story too. I think you're giving it too much preciousness. I mean, yes, he died in real life. I understand that that is weighty. Obviously that matters, but I mean, it's a movie. No one, like, just write a scene where he's dead. Like, you, you literally didn't have to have the funeral. He's just dead. Okay, but I, I think they were trying to be honor, honorific to him. and I know, but the, for me, that, that doesn't – it's so – I mean, it's a corporate disaster of a decision-making process. I don't believe it's – I mean, it's I believe too, it, It's very I, meta, too. I believe it could be sincere, but also – why would it be and why would I ever trust them? And they're just, you know, they're doing what's perfunctorily expected of them socially. So maybe they sincerely feel it, but who, I mean, I doubt it or I don't know. I, I, would I shouldn't more say credit I doubt to the director. it. Well, the director maybe, but it's, don't you think these movies are all like designed at the corporate? Someone level? had to approve it, right? Like he couldn't have done a five minute opening funeral scene if, if someone didn't approve it. Well, but my point is, I bet he didn't even write that first. I bet they were at a board or they were at around a conference table and they like hashed out exactly how we're going to honor him and then sent him away to write the script. Hmm. I don't, who knows? But like it yeah. just, I, I just would never trust Disney, this huge corporation, to have a soul. Maybe they're not doing anything saying. altruistically. It's no, they're trying to play on people's emotions and capitalize on that, which is kind of gross. Yeah, it's almost like yeah, exactly. You I mean they can't win? I would have. I would have rather. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't explain it any better than I have. I guess. So I mean, I mean, I think kind of setting that aside, they had to move forward with the story. I, I mean, I guess. <laughs> but I, I just think it was hard because the, uh, you know, his sister Shuri is not as charismatic as Chadwick Boseman, and I had a, I had a hard time rooting for any. Any of the groups in this movie, like, I just didn't feel like they ever were making good choices or that. I mean, I know they tried to say, like, she was just wrapped up in her emotions and she was wanting vengeance because she felt so alone. But I don't know. Her deciding to go to war at the end with that ship caused a hundred Wakandans to die for her to realize, like, actually, I should be forgiving. Yeah, that felt icky or it just felt, yeah, very indulgent. That her self, her just her path of self discovery was so important. Oh yeah, and like, I mean, I don't know. There were probably like 150 Wakandans on the top of that ship at the end, and then by you know at the end of the battle, it's all of the uh, Mesoamerican blue people surrounding the ten people who have speaking parts. It's like, oh yeah, wait, all those people have to live at the end. Wait a second, Reed. You can't. You cannot be critical of this film for that. Every film does that. Always. I. Yeah, I'm going to be critical of this film for that, but I understand it's, it happens. I understand you protect the people that have are the, the leads that are in the, you, know, you do that. But then you're just killing off a ton of people who have lives, are real, but don't matter. 
they have lives and they're real. They're they're well, they're they don't have backstories. No backstories. They, they don't have backstories. That's the truth. Yeah. Okay. We don't. I'm sorry. We jumped right to the end of this this movie. There are other things. Um, I was really surprised that it was Lake Bell at the beginning who was like trying to use the machine on the bottom of the ocean, and then she that gets she killed wasn't, so fast. And then she was killed. I thought she was definitely the scientist that they were trying to go find for Neymar. Yeah. But it wasn't her. <laughs> Why was she in this movie? I don't know. The guy from uh, West Wing and The Good Doctor, he was in it too. And he had a very small part as the U.S. ambassador or something. Oh, uh, yep. Yeah. Like he didn't, that didn't pay off either, even though he's a, I'd say he's a pretty famous character actor. Yes. Definitely recognizable for sure. But yeah, that was weird. I was like, wait. Did she just die too? How is that? What? That was that was didn't make sense in the normal storytelling arc. Yeah, I I thought oh she surely just got taken down, captured, and she's going to be an important pawn later. Yeah, she could be in that underwater city when they you know they get the prince when they get Shuri and the MIT student. But uh, it was I mean it was shocking. I didn't I don't think the trailers reveal right the blue people. Anyway, I didn't know about it. I think you see him in the water. I don't think you really see him like out of the water. But you kind of assume they're, I don't know. It happened so fast. I just didn't assume, I didn't know it was a different species or race of people. And uh, it was a pretty good surprise when they jumped out. But then, but then it just feels weird. Well, for one, I was like, yeah, really? A whole nother ancient civilization? You're just going to, it feels like a Disney ride. It feels, actually what I thought was, did you ever go to Epcot Center where they have like, this is Morocco, and it's a fake little Moroccan village. <laughs> yes. This is Switzerland, and it just felt like, are we just using another another foreign group? Another. Um, this is the Mayan world. Yeah, this is Mayan world, and and then so I didn't love that at all, and then I was like, well, the the backstory or the whatever the explanation for how they've got living in the water was ridiculous. I mean, yeah, that herb letting them breathe underwater. Except for the first person born after they take the herb, becoming a god is weird. I I did it, like that actor though. Like I thought he did a good job. Did you know him? No, I'd never seen I'd never seen him before. I didn't recognize his name in the credits. Yeah, no, I thought he was very good. Very compelling or like kinda uh, what's the word? Om- ominous? I don't know. But yeah, he was good. Yeah, he had like he had like a little bit of like mystery and mischievousness about him, I think. But yeah. Why did they all speak English? Well, they had a lot of time to learn. No, why? Why does why does Lupito speak uh, Quechuan or, or Mayan? Well, she knows every language. She spoke French, Spanish. It's literally a dead language. I mean, right? Uh, Mayan. Yeah. Mayan's not. I mean, how would she speak that? Oh, you speak the mother tongue. Yeah, it was, it was uh, kind of ridiculous. Ridiculous. That was ridiculous. I feel like it also the personality of the young genius MIT student doesn't really pay off. I don't know. Like I thought she was fun. I liked her character a lot, and she just doesn't get to do much. That is the one thing I feel like is she's definitely going to be in a future Marvel show movie. Like I think they were that is a character introduction that will be in a, you know a side property. Well, she'll but be the did, new Iron. She'll be the new Iron Man. Yeah, but it felt forced. Truly, like. It's weird to have two child geniuses working together, I thought. Like I, I did think that was odd. Yeah. I did like her Chicago flag in her dorm room. Yeah, she talked about catching a Bulls game. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of geniuses over in Chicago. <laughs> yep. 
and then I thought I thought Martin Freeman's character was very flat. I just didn't like. I don't think he served much purpose at all, or didn't make the plot go forward. Didn't. It was just. It was like a weird checking in with him every once in a while. But who cares? Well, and he was a total pawn of Julie Louis Dreyfus. Like he was, who, who was acting in a different movie. I her character was on like <laughs> Veep level stuff. Like goofy, goofy yeah, all over like, the place. It's just like. And I mean, I, I love the show she's in. I, lo- I do love Veep, but it it didn't feel consistent with. And like, she's like, I have a couple things to talk about from when we were married. Like, what? Those two <laughs> were married at one point. Uh, I guess. What do I know? And then, yeah. and then, what was she doing? She's like poking around in his kitchen at the at the. Uh, it's just random. Yeah, yeah, and like they had phone calls with the people in Wakanda, but they only saw each other once. And then at the end when they saved him. But yeah, it did feel like very much like, all right, every 15 minutes, let's go spend two minutes with Martin Freeman. Well, if you need to get some exposition in, explain it to him. Yeah. You didn't even need it. Oh, you didn't even need it. Jeez. No. It's, also, it's I, also, why did they even need him? To t- or Why did the fish people, whatever they're called, the Mayans, need the Wakandans to go get the genius? They could just go get her at MIT and then... The Wakandans go and get her at MIT, and the they and the deal was get her, bring her back to us, blow the cor- blow the shell, throw it in the ocean, and they don't even give them that chance to do the yeah. thing that they said they were going to do. Yeah, like they didn't want any witnesses to know of their civilization. But then, why? Yeah, why were they in Boston? Like, did they not trust the Wakandans? They they hadn't given them any reason not to at that point. Yeah, and and then once they do like decide to go fight Wakanda, you know, they show up. They Use their little water bombs that I thought were a pretty cool effect. Uh, Hydrogen bombs, if you will. <laughs> Wait, uh, but then he H2. talks to the he talks to him and he's like, "Well, I'll be back in a week, and I'm going to destroy you if you don't do what I want." Why not make them agree right then or destroy them? Yeah, very bad. I would say too. That that was so clunky to me. I was like, "What? You're there right now. You're yeah. dominating them." Yeah, ridiculous. Boy. Uh, so I did like the opening where they're like, they're at that kind of UN type meeting and like they're, as they're talking, they're cross cutting with that facility being infiltrated by militia and then they march them in. Like, I thought that had like a fun energy, like a little edginess to it. And I, I just feel like that kind of dropped off after that part of, after that opening. Yeah. It's a fun playing with time and, and super dramatically or dramatic irony. Yeah. yeah. Also, I did, <sighs> I think the whole premise doesn't work for me because just because the U.S. government finds uh, vibranium in whatever seabed controlled by this. I mean, what what seabed doesn't the Mayan civilization control? Like they're the only civilization underwater, right? Probably. That we know, Ty. That we, that we where's know. At, where's Atlantis in, in the Mediterranean? Okay. Black Panther, Wakanda, we forgot you. Number three. Um, but my point is, uh, my point is, just just bury the vibranium, or or I don't know, like they disable the machine, disable the machine, like or let them take that vibranium, because the Mayan town, the Mayan city underwater is not there. It was a it was a wasteland, right? If it was yeah. if it was good, I mean, if it would have it would have made way more sense if they were mining vibranium. Well, they they were 
detected vibranium in a place where they had a city. Because then it's like, oh, yeah, now that they found it, this is a danger to our civilization. There's no danger if they took that vibranium out of the seabed right there. Yeah. The stakes were like, what? They just didn't want to be found out. Like, what? What government's going to take submarines down there and kill them? Like, they're super strong. They live underwater. No one's going to colonize those cities. Well, they would. I mean, the wait, I think the idea is they would come for the. Once they realize there's vibranium, like, if there is vibranium under the cities, then I can see the problem. The U.S. government would send people to, and that, and that's the parallel to colonialism, and yeah, that, and you're losing your freedom because your civilization is on top of a resource. But the way that they presented it, that resource was not underneath their city. I guess they thought maybe okay, they, they have a machine. Game. They have a machine now that detects vibranium. It eventually will lead them to our city because our city has vibranium in it. No, Ty, that again, I, that's a great. That'd be way more compelling. If it was like some small village that had vibranium that they detected and maybe they killed some of the underwater people, like the stakes could have been much higher. Yeah. Or there's an awkward, uh, I mean, we have that moment when the two people in the big suits are terrified, their heart rates go up and then they just disappear, presumably because they saw the blue people coming at them, although we don't see that. But I don't know, just the dilemma of a submarine crew that's laying down the drill sees a village with a row of houses on the seabed of the floor, on the bed of the seafloor. Um, like, that's just more interesting. And then, yeah, how do, the, how do the villagers react? They must have vibranium weapons available. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I like it. They just didn't ask Two Brothers Review for a pass on the script. Uh, <laughs> we should write Wakanda 3. Send it in. <laughs> uh, I, I thought it was fun to have... Um, Killmonger come back as the like ancestral plane person and he's just he's just a good character. I love I loved him in the first one. Yeah, I honestly can't I, I mean I love him too. As an actor, I don't remember what he does in the first one. I remember he's a bad guy, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, are there other things you liked or didn't like about Wakanda, Black Panther Wakanda Forever? I'll tell you the one thing I liked for sure was the music when the when she's become the Black Panther and she's going to that mountain lair in the snow. That was some of the best movie music I've ever heard, I think. I loved it, it so score, much. Was it score or was it a soundtrack? Like, was it a song? It was score. It was okay. kind of, it was an electronic buzz that came in these kind of thumps. Very, like, oh, I just loved it. Yeah. Good. Good. Nice. Okay. Fun. I don't, I don't remember that, but I'm happy you enjoyed that part of that 15 <laughs> seconds of this movie. Uh. I was like, oh, this is dope. And then that was it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, all right, Ty, what are you going to rate Black Panther Wakanda Forever out of five? Oh, shoot. I'm going to rate it a two. Okay. I'm going to rate it a three. I think there were, yeah, some enjoyable things. Kind of average Marvel movie at this point. Wait, what were the enjoyable things? Uh, the opening I liked. Uh, I, I thought the music was good. <laughs> I think. Okay. Was fun. I, liked Nate, I liked the villain, but... His acting was fun, a new character that I we didn't know before. Okay. All right. All right. That's just a personal opinion. <laughs> uh, do you have something else that you've been watching, reading, or listening to to recommend to our listeners? Oh, man. I mean, no. Wait, you go first. I'm happy to. Uh, I have a, a song, another song that I've been listening to lately that I really, I really like that I hadn't heard before. 
from the head and the heart, there's they have an acoustic version of a song that's hurts, but it goes away. And I think it is kind of sad, but I don't know. Just, I really, I really like, I like how it makes me feel when I listen to it. Nice. Okay. Love the head and the heart. Yeah. Uh, I've been watching white Lotus season two. I, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's just, it's reminding me that the second season of anything is tough. The, the ingenuity of the first season, it's just really hard to recapture that. Yeah. I feel like, well, this is true of the first season too, I guess, but the, the characters are very kind of archetype stock villains. Oh, yeah. Unlikable, rich, pretentious white people. Yeah. I think, I think Aubrey Plaza is the most interesting so far because she's ostensibly good, self-aware, but she's also problematic. And you can see that she's gonna well, very get, get in get in her own way. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Two Brothers Review the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. Hope you had a nice, cozy, warm glass of tea and a blanket to listen to our podcast. Thank you. I'm Ty. Bye. Bye.